0: We we love you with the love of the Lord, and the Lord is truly in this place, not just this building, but in your hearts and who God has created you to be as men and women of God. And we are honored to be your brother and your sister in the Lord. I thank the pastors and the leadership team for inviting us back here. By the way, I just want to honor the young people of this church. The young people of this church who decided to paint this black up here and back here. It looks beautiful. It looks amazing. And I just love the young people leading worship, serving and leading. You're doing an amazing job, and I honor you as well. Yeah, so to be
1: back in this church, but don't tell any of the other churches, but this is our favorite church in New Jersey, okay? Don't tell them, uh, because the relationship we've had, really, Pastor Chinadu and Dorothy are our mentors and they have been, we did meet them 23 years ago, and they've always been gracious and supporting as we were serving the homeless in New York City, serving the poor, and, and of course this church has been praying for us for the last three years as we've been missionaries. And we're your missionaries, by the way. are We are serve, we're going on your behalf to many nations, and we're so happy to talk about that this morning. So we're going we're gonna to show you a lot of slides, a lot of stories this morning to give you a report from the mission field. But we're your missionaries. And by the end of this service, we're going to challenge some of you. Maybe God's calling you to be a missionary. Okay?
0: Say amen. So we were working here in the area with New York City Relief, ministering to the homeless in Newark, New York City, Patterson, New Jersey. We were here from 9-11 through COVID doing that. And the Lord said, I'm going to take what you're doing regionally in this area, and I'm going to give you influence internationally to help people globally. And so we said, yes, Lord, we sold our home and everything we owned in it in two weeks because when the lord speaks you go amen and so the lord spoke in 2 weeks everything we owned was given away and we got on a plane and we were gone and we've been going ever since i've been living out of a carry-on suitcase and a backpack since december of 2020 and i still am living out of <laughs> a carry-on suitcase and a backpack And each year, we're going from country to country to country preaching and ministering.
1: Yeah. So we want to share our mission with you. Uh, Our mission, basically, next, is we are called to go into all the world, preach the gospel. That's the call of a missionary, and we're also called to train up other missionaries, young missionaries from around the globe. We've been training missionaries in Africa. We're, we've been in Europe. We've been in uh, uh, in the Middle East, and training up young people to go all over the world with the gospel.
0: We've been working with an organization called Youth with a Mission, YWAM, is what they call it. It was started in 1960 when missionaries were actually not able to go in the mission field unless you. Had had four years of college, you had to have your master's degree in divinity, then you had to serve at a church for another three years as a pastor, and then you could be a missionary. But in 1960, there was a young man named Lauren Cunningham who had a vision of missionaries going to all the world, and there were waves of young people hitting the shores of all the countries of the world, and for the first time, young people were allowed to go and do missions. Yeah, in fact, today there are 1800 campuses, missionary
1: campuses in 180 countries. And so this has exploded and there's so many people now who are being asked Not after many years.
0: One million people have have now served with Youth with a Mission globally. In fact, more than a million um, people on earth right now have served with this ministry. It's the largest missions organization in the world. And we have three
1: main focuses evangelism, training and discipleship, and mercy ministry, helping the poor, helping the the brokenhearted. That is the mission of Youth with a
0: Mission, which is the heart of Jesus. It's the heart of God. And the mission of Youth with a Mission, and your mission, and our mission, the core of it is to know God. Everyone say, to know God. God. And to make make him known. Isn't that just Christianity in a nutshell? Know God and make him known right well i shared this with
1: the missions committee uh last year but in 2022 i ha- i was invited to go to africa uh to the the country of cameroon is there any cameroonians here i don't know i don't see any okay we need some cameroonians come on uh, i was invited by a young cameroonian leader in youth of the mission and he said, Will you come to my country with me with a team? And we're going to do leadership training seminars for pastors. We're going to train pastors all over Cameroon in the Francophone world. This was my first time to go to a French speaking African country. And we went all over. In fact, that's, go back. Uh, this is a few photos of when I was in Cameroon. And in the left is a lot of Christian business leaders. So it wasn't just pastors, it was people in business like a lot of you. And God brought us there to just encourage them and give them vision to reach their country. And I told them as I was preaching and teaching pastors, I said, you don't know this, but there's an African church in New Jersey and they're the ones that sent me here to you today. And I showed them pictures even. I said, this is my pastor. Pastor Pastor Chinatue and Dorothy. And I said, Africans sent me to Africa. (laughs) And they're like, really? I said, yes. Because the Lord is is taking, you know, the people of Africa and Nigeria around the world to send missionaries back even, you know, with this fire of God, right? And so I want to thank you for getting behind us so that we could go to every nation with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Sometimes when
0: you give to missions, you don't know.
1: you today a report of some things God has been doing
0: right before we do the message we just want to give you a missionary report because we're your missionaries and you're sending us so this is the map up here of where we've been just this in 2023 Um, of like one of those maps in the Bible where all the apostles went everywhere. We were in 13 countries this year, just in one year ministering. Here are some of the countries we we're ministering in. And when we we're in each of these countries, like if we're in Germany, we're not ministering to Germans. We're in a missions base with people from Africa, Asia, South America, America, people from all over the world who are missionaries in Germany. And we're working with them doing outreach in Germany and training them, and every three months, they're taking teams of hundreds of young people on outreach and missions into the Middle East, into Africa, into Asia, and all around the world. Yeah, and many of you were praying for us, and
1: thank you so much, because we we actually slept in 60 different locations last year. Can
0: you imagine sleeping in 60 different beds? That's me in the airport sleeping. (laughs) Um, This is this cute staircase for a place we stayed. We thought it was so cute until I fell down it like a hundred times and it wasn't so cute anymore (laughs) yeah it was a lot of fun
1: so we also went to the ukraine um to work with you actually just outside the ukraine in romania to work with ukrainian refugees
0: Yeah, we uh, were right on the border in Romania, and here you see some Ukrainian grandmas because the Ukraine war is still happening. It's just not on the news anymore. But we have tons of women and children on all the border countries of the Ukraine trying to survive. They're making these crafts to sell to be able to have food. And so I taught them about Etsy, how they can sell their things online to make money, and we ministered to them. We did did children's programs for their children, for the little kids whose dads and their grandpas are fighting in the war. We cooked for them uh, 90 uh, Ukrainian refugees made schnitzel I don't know what schnitzel is but I learned and I made schnitzel all day and cooked and this young man in the middle uh, his whole village is leveled uh, where his family has lived for five generations it's gone, there's nothing to go back to Right? And so loving on and ministering to people who are basically homeless and trusting God every day. And this young man who fled his country, fled the war, he actually got saved at Youth of the Mission
1: and he got trained and discipled. Now he's a missionary to his own people, to these Ukrainian refugees. So uh, it's amazing what the Lord is doing. And while we were there, our son was actually, uh, next slide, in Romania building a house on the left there for a Gypsy family, a Roma family, and in one week they built the best house in the neighborhood for this mother and her child. And so our son got to travel and do missions with us, which we love, and on the right we were in Finland, that's up in Scandinavia, Northern Europe, and we were working with this young woman who worked with me in New York City for 10 years, and now she's serving the homeless on the streets of Helsinki, Finland, and it's very cold there, by the way. Very cold. We we covered a lot of territory last year.
0: I think also, um, if you go to the next slide, um, we ministered at 23 YWAM campuses. These are missions bases where young people from all over the world are going to be trained in missions, and they're trained for three months. And then they go and do ministry for three months. So who in here has ever heard of a gap year? A gap year. Sometimes it's when you take a year um, off of college, before college, or after college to just go serve the Lord. And so what we're doing is we're working with these young people who are just saying, I just want to give a year of my life to serve the Lord. And so we're training them. This group here is in New Zealand. New Zealand is down by Antarctica, close to Australia. And we were ministering. There and right after we were done, they all went off to Papua New Guinea, um, some islands in the Pacific, to do Bible translation. Because there's many people who don't have a Bible in their own language. So they're translating the Bible into them, into the local languages on these little isolated islands. You know, when we were going down to New Zealand, the Lord spoke to me and he said, it was it was like a 20-hour flight from America to New Zealand. That's how far it is. And the Lord said, "Um, I want you to stop on an island in the middle, halfway there. And I'm like, an island? Where? And so I went to Google Maps and I'm looking through the ocean for an island. And sure enough, there was an island kind of halfway there called Samoa. And he said, Samoa, that's where I want you to go. I'm like, Samoa, is there even a youth with a mission campus there for me to go minister? So I Google that, comes up, I call them, and they say, they say, oh, were just praying this morning that somebody would come and minister and help us. And you called this afternoon and they said, thank God that you can come. And they're like, we can't afford to bring you. We live in the jungle in Samoa. They live in shipping containers. I said, don't worry. I have a church. What church is it? (laughs) I have a church sending us, and we'll we'll be there. And so two weeks later, we land on the island, and we're there, and we minister, and the island had been closed for three years due to COVID, and we were the first people in to come bring hope and love and ministry. And all those people we trained then again went went on missions just weeks after we left. Yeah, because
1: God is raising up missionaries, not just in America. He's raising up missionaries in all the developing world. Most of youth of the mission is in the developing world. And God is sending them out as missionaries. This is a picture, the next one, of actually, we're in Samoa next, um, when we were working in the jungle. Uh, that's that's Tracy and that's that's all Samoan young people no opportunity for training education college but God gave them a mission space to come and be trained in the word of God and then to go to other islands with the gospel and we actually gave 43 workshops last year we have 180 hours of training and so we're training uh not just young people but older people who are training other young people, and so we're trying to multiply ourselves and take all of our 30 years of ministry, 35 years of ministry experience, and pass it on to the next generation. Maybe some of you in here are the next generation. Yeah. So get ready.
0: So some people go, and some people are senders. Some of you are sending us. We're going, and some of you are also called to go. Yeah. Um, Here I am speaking at a women's event, I think. If the next slide, Um, we had women's events in Romania. These are all in Finland. These are all women from different churches. This one church here in Finland, they've they've been there for 25 years. Never had a women's event. Never been to a home Bible study. They don't know what it is. And so these women in these uh, this this country, um, they're not allowed to lead. And so I was teaching them about starting Bible studies in their homes. And they're like, what? What's that? I can do that? Yes, you can. You can minister to all your neighbors and have Bible studies in your homes. And so just ministering to women to release them in ministry um, according to the culture that they're in, right?
1: Uh, So we wanted to also kind of wrap up this report part with the vision for next year. We're super excited. We're actually going to be going throughout Southeast Asia. We are going to, this is the first, we've only been to the Philippines in the past, but now we're going to go to Thailand, Cambodia, Malaysia. Uh, We're going to go all over Asia and visit these youth with a mission campuses and train these young people to reach all of Asia. So did you know your country is reaching Asia? This year, your your church, your church is going to reach so many countries because you gave, because you prayed, and because you sent us to change people's lives. And maybe some of you are supposed to come with us. You better start praying. I don't know. Uh, we've also been creating online training because we can't go everywhere. So we created a, a podcast last year. It's already being used to train missionaries in forty different countries. And so God is teaching us how to do video training, audio training, so that missionaries who can't travel, who don't have the money, they can get the training they need all over the world. And again, it's because you're sowing into us, we're able to invest and sow into others
0: we're all Isn't that good yeah and we're also looking into and you should look into this too for your church using ai for the lord and with ai translating what we're speaking into another language so we can take our training and our ministry and our preaching and so can you and have it translated through ai into chinese and then it can go to all of china okay? Translated into Hindi. It can go to all of India. So using modern technology to get the gospel out to every creature
1: So we're on earth. going to do a, a quick video called I Am a Missionary. And the person who's narrating the video is the founder of Youth with a Mission. He ministered in every country on earth. He's the only person I know of in history who literally ministered in every, over his lifetime, every country on earth. And this shows you God's heart for missions and his his vision for missions work
2: In the beginning God created man in his own image He walked with man in the cool of Eden but sin interrupted that union So God created the missionary God said need someone willing to say no to the status quo, no to the dream of wealth, leave their families to fly to a distant land, and learn a language they have never heard, ride in cramped buses on backs of camels, someone who would sleep anywhere, eat anything, bear the heat, and fight the freeze with a smile on their face just to take the gospel to a people not their own. So God created the missionary. God said, because the harvest is plentiful, I need someone ready to sow the seed, to plow the ground, water the seed, and reap the harvest which is ripe. Someone to go and train, to multiply the crops, answer the call and pay the price. So God created the missionary. God said, I need someone who is a radical servant of all, taking the lowliest job, washing the feet of the poor, caring for the sick and cleaning their wounds. I need someone to visit the prisoner, care for the widow and the orphan, to sit in the dust with a child and tell them that they are loved. So God made a missionary. God said he needed someone who would believe that blind eyes could see and lame feet could walk and that the dead could live again. Someone who would pray long hours and intercede through the night with wordless groans of petition so that one soul might be saved. God said, I need someone honest and brave, full of grace, mercy, and compassion, free from fear and passivity, walking in true identity someone burning with love, and girded with truth, someone who radiantly reflects God's glory. So God made a missionary. God said, I need someone who would say yes before they were asked. Someone who would go to distant islands, barren deserts, inner cities, closed nations, next-door neighbors, and prestigious universities, to reach the unreached. Who would hike any mountain and endure any obstacle? Because how will they believe in him of whom they have never heard? How will they hear unless someone preaches? And how will they preach unless they are sent? So God made the missionary.
0: I want to tell you a sad truth. We've done missions all around the world. 13 countries just this year, more the year before. And we meet missionaries all around the world. And I would say maybe one out of every 500 is a person of color. We need more people of color on the mission field serving and representing Jesus. We do. And I want... As we preach today and as we minister today about missions, I want you to ask yourself this question. Is God calling me to send myself, my children, my grandchildren, people in my church, missionaries in my home country, is God calling me to send? Is God calling me to go? Myself, my kids, my family. Is God calling me to do something with missions? And if so, what is that? And is it supposed to be here? Is it supposed to be in Orange? Is it supposed to be in Newark? Is it supposed to be in New Jersey? Is it supposed to be in uh, Nigeria? Is it supposed to be in China? Is it supposed to be in Thailand? Is it supposed to be in India? Where is it supposed to be? Because God has called all of us as Christians into all of the world, right? Right.
1: Yeah, we want, is it okay if we look at the word of God together? Let's, let's do it. We're going to put Matthew 28 up on the screen. And it turns out God is calling all of us to be involved in missions in some way or another. By the way, when we read this, remember, this is Jesus saying the words, okay? Sometimes we forget, right? He's speaking in the book of Matthew. Jesus came and told his disciples. Are you his disciples? Yes. Yes. We are his disciples. He's speaking to us right now. And he says, I have been given all authority. He's the boss. He's the ruler of all. And he's speaking to us with that authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, he said, go and make disciples of how many nations? All nations. He has such a burden, such a passion for the nations, every culture, the Middle East, China, right? South America. He has a passion for people. And so he stirs up that passion in us. As we press close to him, we start to feel his feelings. We start to feel his burdens. We start to, this starts to come alive. Yes, Lord, I want to make disciples of the nations. Even in New Jersey, there's people from all over the world that God is putting in your classes at school or in your work, right? And you you can even reach the nations here. And Jesus left heaven to come after us. He had a perfect place, a comfortable place, but he left all that comfort to come after you and me. And now he says, take up your cross and follow me and leave the comfort of your own home. And maybe reach out to people nearby or far away. But he's calling all of us to play some part in
0: missions. Isn't that right? That's right. Let's look at Acts. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, but you will receive power, say power, Power. when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So we want to look at this verse and apply it to you right here in this church. So we're going to, this is the, uh, the orange New Jersey version of the Bible, okay? Let's put it up
1: here. Okay, this is, this is a little different, okay? Yeah. It says, you will receive power. Say Power. power. Does somebody want some power today? Yes. I need the Holy Spirit's power. Otherwise, I'm just going to be stuck in what I can do. And what I can think of, in my imagination, it's very small, but if the Holy Spirit comes with power, forget about it. You can change the world. And he says, you're going to receive power, fountain of living word, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, this morning, he's going to come upon you, and it says, you'll be my witnesses.
0: This is the result. Telling people about me everywhere. Where? Where? East Orange. Everyone say. Everyone say, throughout New Jersey. Throughout New Jersey. In America. In America. And to the ends of the earth. Yeah. Amen. So many of us are searching for God's will in our lives. We're waiting, we're wondering, we're praying, God, what do you have me to do? God, where do you have me to go? God, what should I do? And we're wondering and we're searching and we're searching. I want to encourage you though, instead of searching, I believe you're going to hear God's voice and direction much more clearly when you're serving. When you're serving the Lord, that's when He starts to reveal to you what He has for you.
1: Listen to this quote. This is a quote by a guy named Lauren Cunningham. I mentioned him earlier. He started Youth at the Mission, and he said this You discover your gifts by serving, not by searching. There's a lot of confusion. Who am I? What's my identity? I better read another book. I better take another class. I better go to another course. Who am I? What am I supposed to do? God, what are you telling me to do with my life? But what he's saying is one of the principles of God's word. Faith without works is dead, right? So we can think and think and think and think and think. But when we begin to activate and serve and go and do, boom, the gifts of the spirit get activated. Things begin to, the fire begins to be spread everywhere we go because it's something about action and our faith. And so God is calling you today. If you're searching, you've been wondering, God, what do you want me to do? It's time to start serving somewhere.
0: So what I did when I was in high school, I was fifteen years old. This is a picture of her, by the way, we're gonna show you. And I got saved. Right? Is she cute? I
1: fell in love with that girl when she was only 13.
0: We met when I was 13 and he was 15. And we've been preaching together ever since. Anyway, so I'm standing outside my high school in Dallas, Texas at 15. And I'm like, God, I want to experiment and learn how to hear your voice. So whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. So I stood outside of my school and he said, walk forward. So I said, well, okay. So I walk forward. And then I came to a stop sign. I say, do I take a right or a left? And he said, go straight. Keep going straight. Okay. And it wasn't an audible voice. Okay. It was just, I just knew. You know, I just knew, go straight. Okay, so I'm going straight, and then I got to another street, take a left. Okay, go left, and so I started walking this way, and I was listening to his voice, following him wherever he told me to go, doing whatever he told me to do, and I I zigzagged my way through the city for an hour, uh, went through a mall. I didn't shop, but I did get a soda, you know, and then got to the other side of the mall and I'm in these parking lots where there's a, like warehouses and there's this old beat up car at the far end of a parking lot by a warehouse. And the Lord said, go to that car. Okay. So I went to the car and there was a young man sitting in the car and the Lord said, knock on the window. And I said, what am I going to say? I don't know what to say. He said, just tell him the truth. So I said, okay. He rolled down the window. Hi. Um, I was doing this thing where I was praying and asking the Lord to lead me where to go. And I've been all over the city and he led me here to your car. Are you okay? And the young man just started to cry and sob. And he said, oh my God, I was just praying to God to help me because I just, I've been thinking about killing myself and I want to die. I want to commit suicide. And so I prayed to God and I said, God, God, if you're real, help me. I need your help. And immediately after I said the word help, you knocked on my window of my car and said, God sent me here to you. Isn't God's timing perfect? I can't plan that. I can't figure that out, but I can listen to God and do what he says. So he got out of the car. I led him to the Lord. He got saved. He was like jumping up and down, excited that he gave his life to the Lord. He felt so free and joyful. He said, okay, come with me in this warehouse. And I said, no, (laughs) I don't know you. And uh, he No, no, um, I'm a boxer with the Golden Glove boxers for Dallas. And he got his boxing equipment out of the back. He said, This is a boxing gym. And there were other men pulling up in their cars, young men with their boxing equipment and their gym bags going in. And I was like, Wow, I'm Italian. And my dad's favorite movie in the whole world is. Rocky, that's right. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going into Rocky's gym. This is so exciting. So he takes me in and he introduces me to the different boxing guys. And I sit down with them one-on-one, minister to each one, lead them to the Lord. Next guy, lead them to the Lord. Next guy, lead them to the Lord. And they're all like, you gotta meet the coach. And I thought I was gonna meet, you know, Rocky's coach, the old guy with the hat, but it was someone else. But they took me back, met the coach. And the coach said, Will you be the chaplain of the Golden Glove boxing team and come here every Thursday and do a Bible study with the guys? And I was like, I'm just a 15-year-old girl. I'm a sophomore in high school. I don't know anything about boxing. He's like, yeah, but the Lord sent you here, and I'd love for you to do that. And I was like, okay. So I became the chaplain of the Golden Glove boxers. Now, could I figure that out? Could I think of that? Could I dream that in my wildest imagination. No, but I can listen to God, hear what he says and do whatever he says to do. And as I do that, he takes me on a crazy, wild, exciting adventure. And he wants to do that with you.
1: Yeah, we have to listen to God's voice, but then be ready to obey, not later. Cause that's disobedience. Obey as he tells us. And that may, he may say, go across the street or go around the world, but whatever he says, it's good. And we can trust him, right? But we've got to listen to the voice of God.
0: And I've been practicing that my whole life. So now at 50 years old, I'm 50. I know looking good, you know, Come on. (laughs) but now at 50, I'm like, God, I'm going to New Zealand. He's like, stop in the middle of the ocean at that Island Samoa. I'm like, okay, God. So now we're just going around the world wherever he tells us to go on a bigger map, right? So so I want to ask, what's the big deal about missions? Well, you know,
1: how important is this? Well, I want to show you a few interesting graphics. The first one shows the world population. There's 8 billion people. That's a lot of people on the planet Earth. But look at this. Out of the 8 billion, 3.2 billion have not heard the gospel of Jesus yet. A huge population of the world has not heard the hope we have in Jesus. And the Lord, he said, the fields are ripe for the harvest.
0: Who's going to go? Who shall I send? Right? And so that's why we're talking about this. And you may be a new Christian. You may be like, gosh, I'm only in Sunday school class two. I'm not even to Sunday school class three yet, you know, with all the different levels. I, I don't, I can't do that. Well, let us tell you a story about a friend of ours from China, Yan Qing, who at two months, not two months, two weeks after she became a Christian, she went on the mission trip with us.
1: Yeah, let me show you a picture of her. This is Yan Qing. Um, We had a missions team that we were going to go to Mexico for two months. And we were going to go all over uh, the southern region of the country into the villages, into the jungle, and to very poor, very poor places. And we had many different countries on our team. We had some Americans. We had a woman from Finland. We had a, a family from Norway. And then we had a woman from China named Yanqing. And Yanqing had just become a Christian. And so we thought... Uh, well, I don't know how good she's going to be able to do sharing the gospel. She just got saved. And also, her English wasn't very good because Chinese was her first language. And we're like, how is she going to preach or share her testimony? It's very difficult. But she had a vision to follow Jesus. And she told our team, she says, here's what I want to do. You know, in her kind of broken English, I make flowers. This is what she said. And I'm like, okay, I don't know how we're going to use that for missions work. If you could preach or pray or play the music or do a dance, you know, you can think of many things that could be used for missions. She's like, I make flowers. Well, what she meant was she had just started learning how to arrange flower arrangements. Okay. And that's nice. But again, I didn't know how that was, how are we going to use that for the gospel? Right. That seems like a little frivolous. But our leader of our team said, okay, if you want to use that gift for the Lord, we're going to do it. And I was like, okay, I'm interested to see how this is going to work, all right, because I've never seen anything. So we go to Mexico, and sure enough, she goes to stores and buys up flowers, and she makes these beautiful arrangements with fresh, uh, beautiful, fresh flowers, and people love them. And everywhere we go, the, the Mexican people, they've never met a Chinese person. She's the most popular person on our team. Everybody wants to talk to Yan Qing. Everybody wants to take a picture with her. Everybody wants, to pray for me. Pray for me, Yanqing. And, and, and we're like, wow. She just got saved, but she's the person that is impacting all of these people. And then they said, Yanqing, we love these flower arrangements. They're so beautiful. Would you teach us? And she's like, of course. And, they, and so... Multiple places around Mexico, we had huge women's events. In fact, I'm going to show you a photo. Uh, This is on the right. We had women drive from hours away who had never been to a women's event, never been to a Christian event. And they came, why? To learn from a Chinese woman who didn't speak much English, who didn't really know much about the word yet because she was a new Christian. But she had something that they wanted And because she took a step of faith and said, I'm going to serve and do what I can do, God multiplied it like the loaves and fishes the little boy brought to Jesus, right? And so you have gifts. You have things that you may not think are important. Oh, that's not a big deal. I don't know how to preach or teach the Bible very well. I'm just a good mechanic. Or I'm good at plumbing. Or I'm good at cooking. Whatever it may be. But what I learned from Yan Qing is the Lord will take the little you bring him and he will multiply it to reach hundreds. In fact, we reached so many people
0: on that trip. Yes, we ministered to 3,000 people on this missions trip. And 500 people raised their hand to ask Jesus into their heart to get saved. And a lot of that was because Yan Qing, she made flowers. Amen? <laughs> That's right. So good. So Jesus told the truth. The fields are ripe for the harvest. There's literally uh, billions of people who have yet to hear the name of of Jesus. So I want to put
1: this quote up again, and I want us to say it together. Let's say this together. You discover your gifts by, by serving, serving, not, not by, by searching. searching. Just like Yan Ching, if you take a step of faith, God will bless it and activate the gifts in you.
0: So we're going to do something interactive right now. Anyone in here who has ever taken a missions trip to go do ministry to another country, raise your hand. If you've
1: ever done a short trip
0: or church trip. trip to another Okay, country. in the back row with, I know you're so shy, just <laughs> yell out the country you went to. Ghana? All right. Okay. Ghana. Awesome. Okay. Over here. You went to Uganda. I've been to Uganda. I love Uganda. Kampala. Yes. Um, where else? Who else? Yes. Uganda and where? Oh, Republic of Bene. Wow. That's amazing. I love it. I, see I love it. Back there. Yeah, in the back. Honduras and South Sudan, wow, and then, and then back here, where, Haiti. oh Haiti, Haiti. oh, oh a lot yeah, of... yeah, wow. that's a lot, of... a lot of missionaries
1: in here, you see what's happening? Yes. Now, here's what I want to, all those people who raised your hands, if you went on a mission trip, maybe it's time for you to take a leadership and go and say, you know what, I'm going to take a team from Fountain of Living Word to Haiti or Uganda. Right? Or, or whatever country.
0: And you may say, I don't know how to do that. Well, hello. No, the disciples didn't know what they were doing either. They just served God. They listened to the Lord. That's right. And they did it. That's right. So, you know, God may be calling you to do that, to lead a team. So pray about that. Pray about that. Okay? Really. I'm asking each person in here who's been to another country to pray about taking a group. And it's as easy as you could even contact Youth With a Mission because there's Youth With a Mission missions campuses, and there's 1,800 in the world. And you can call them and say, "Hey, I would love to bring a group of five people, ten people, three people, to come and serve." And you show up and you pay like forty dollars a day, and they feed you and they take you to do outreach and ministry every day for as long as you're there. So
1: many opportunities, and so we want you to pray about this morning and see if the Lord stirs up. some Something in you for missions. Now, I want to ask something about Gen Z. Gen Z is the people who are ages 11 to 26.
0: Who in here is age 11 to 26? Raise your do we, hand. Do we have any Gen Zs? Okay. okay in fact, you. everyone okay. in here, 11 to 26, stand up. Stand, stand up, up. if you're Gen Z. 11 to 26, stand oh, up. Yes. Come on, stretch your legs. You know you're tired of sitting. Come on, stand up. Oh, stretch. I love this. 11 this to 26. Bucks. Wow. 26. What? Okay, you guys are Gen Z. There's something crazy about your generation. It's crazy. You want to hear it? For, totally different. Forever, if Christians were asked who who wants to be a missionary, like one or two percent of Christians would be like, "I'll go." What about Gen Z? Let's check out what we just found out. Two months ago, Barna Research released something about you guys. Look at this.
1: this. 53% of Gen Z Christians said if they they were asked, they would consider a career in overseas missions, meaning full-time learning another language, going to another country. 53%! That's a huge number of people. Your
0: generation is you, you guys are awesome. in the world. Okay, you can sit down. You can sit down. You know, I feel like this Gen Z, this generation is the generation that is going to bring the gospel to every single country on yes. earth, to every person that has not heard the gospel yet, to people who don't even know the name of Jesus. Gen Z is going to get the job done. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to go. And what are we going to do? We're going to send them. Yes. We're going to pray. on missions all around the world I was terrified and I was the leader the kids terrified and they their parents triple terrified everybody was afraid but you know what We just got out of the boat and started walking on the water and we went and God moved. And all of those young people that we took on missions, they're still serving the Lord today because when they were out there, out of the boat, trusting God for supernatural things to happen, and they did, it solidified their faith in a deep way that they carry with them to this day.
1: Yeah, we're really talking about activating our faith through missions because a lot of us in this room, we've been Christians for a while, okay? And we, when we got saved, woo, we were fired up, we were, we were excited, we were worshiping with all our hearts, and then over time, we were growing and growing and getting discipled, but then sometimes we plateaued, and we're just kind of stuck in the same place, doing the same thing, and not quite as excited anymore, and it just feels like getting like a desert, like we're stuck. And... What I'm telling you is what I'm preaching to myself. This is how my, I got activated for the Lord. Is I took, I did things I was nervous about, I was afraid to do. Uh, my first trip uh, was to Mexico when I was like in my 20s, and I was afraid. But my heart got consumed with God, and I changed
0: my whole life. And now I'm a full-time missionary. So I want to remind you of this quote: You discover your gifts by serving. Not by searching. Serve the Lord. Follow what he says. Whatever he says to do, do it. Even if it sounds crazy, because you know what, guys? Usually things God tells you to do, it doesn't make sense. And it sounds a little crazy. Because it's an upside-down kingdom. And the last will be first, and the first will be last. Amen? So where can we serve, and how can we serve? Here's the challenge. So challenge, first thing you can do is you can pray. Pray for your missionaries, pray for us. We need prayer, we're out there sometimes and we are on the edge and we need prayer. We send prayer reports out to the church, join the prayer team here at the church. And, and there's a lot of other missionaries sent out by Fountain of the Living Word.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's like 12 in Africa, so we should be praying for them and going to war for them.
0: Yeah, and then pray if God has you to do something. Does God have me? Do we even ask God if he wants us to do something with missions? Can you at least do that? I mean, bare minimum. Ask God, what do you have me to do? Yeah. Okay? The second
1: challenge is to go. Consider going on a mission trip in 2024. Maybe it's just for a week. Maybe it's two weeks. It's your vacation time. So it's a sacrifice. But I can tell you, every mission trip I've ever been on was better than any vacation I've ever been on. And I like vacation, okay. But when I begin to step out in faith, it changed me. And so, if you're not going
0: around the world, maybe you're supposed to go across the street. And let me tell you, hey, if you're not called to international missions, maybe you have little kids, maybe that's just not what God's calling you to, you know where your mission field is? It's the space between your two feet, Everybody look down at your two feet, and there's space between it. That's your mission field. Wherever you go, that's your mission field. This church is a mission's base, reaching out to the community. I saw that Planned Parenthood over there when I pulled in. Jesus Jesus, come. We need God to come and minister and love and and help people in our community, right? To rescue people, to love people. You have a job to do even here or the town you live in. Maybe it's just you're going across the street to your neighbor who's sick and bringing him soup. That is a mission and a ministry. So we're going to show you a quick video that shows how youth of
1: the mission is training youth in a thing called the Discipleship Training School. And by the way, a million people have taken this Discipleship Training School, okay, a lot. And they're doing more and more every day. This video is actually out of Kona, Hawaii. It's one of the biggest Youth of the Mission bases in the world, and it shows the story of one young woman, one Gen Z, hello, Gen Z, one Gen Z, who came to meet with God and let him use them all over the world. So take a look at the video.
0: This could be you.
3: I remember I was still so nervous, even though we learned and practiced during training phase, I I never shared the gospel with anyone, let alone a group of strangers. But when I got up there in the middle of the street in Peru, I I started to share and this peace covered me and my words, they just started flowing. And I had this feeling, I don't want to be doing anything else right now. In this moment, these people, they need to hear this. way I spoke it wasn't perfect it wasn't well worded but it was raw and it was done out of a place of my friendship with Jesus and it was done in obedience so how did I get a girl so shy and afraid of speaking up but standing in front of a bunch of people and sharing boldly about Jesus this is what DTS does let me explain Training school. It's a six month experience that will transform your life by pushing you to know God and make him known. The school is broken into two phases, training phase and outreach phase. Each phase is about three months. The training phase is fun, it's exciting, it's new. You're in Hawaii, you're meeting all these people from around the world and you're all here for one goal, to build a deep relationship with Jesus. You'll study the Bible, learn about the character of God, intercede for nations in prayer, to practice hearing God's voice and how to change someone's life through discipleship. And I have to explain what makes all this work. It's the community, these deep friendships with students and leaders. You get to see the world through their eyes. They inspire and challenge you to grow. It's one of the most valuable parts of the whole thing.
0: So we got a cup of porridge. We an
2: apple, a piece of pineapple and a hard boiled egg.
3: Perfect. The gospel and bring the love of Jesus to every single home on this street let's go when training phase was coming to an end from my DTS I remember we were so excited to go to the nations we were full of fresh vision and so excited to tell the world about Jesus I just wanted to sit with people and share the gospel I just felt my heart burning to get on that plane and go so this is where outreach face comes in you are going to the nation you'll be going with a team you'll go to a place where the people need to hear about jesus and not just from anyone they need to hear from you i just want to share a really good story with you 35 rededications four salvations let's go that is so cool on outreach you'll be challenged to love people to share the gospel with boldness to pray for miracles and act on your compassion You'll practice teamwork, you'll learn about cultures, eat new food, you'll travel in old buses, trek mountains, serve the poor, be invited into homes, and try your best to love the person God puts in front of you. Why? So that the world would know Jesus, to share the gospel and see people transformed by God's love my DTS, something unlocked in me. I didn't see myself the same way anymore. I really feel like I started seeing myself the way Jesus sees me. I, I saw my true potential. And it wasn't anything new. God had put it in me a long time ago. I just never thought to ask him to show it to me. Through getting out of my comfort zone, moving away from my usual environment, making new friendships, learning from wild leaders, going to other nations, serving people, it led to breakthroughs in my own life. Your story is going to be different than mine, but you'll never regret setting aside six months of your life to go after God with your whole heart. He has a plan for your life. Take the time to find it.
0: So you guys told us we're welcome here. I want you to know you're welcome to come to Kona, Hawaii, to be trained for three months and then to go out for two more months in missions somewhere in the world. And it's not just if you're Gen Z. Wave at me, Gen Z. Wave at me. I see you. You're invited, each of you. But also, even if you're older, they have the same thing for people who are more mature or who have kids or who are older, all the way up to 80-something years old. Um, Maybe 90-something. I don't know. I'm not sure. But you'd have to ask. (laughs) You know, it's funny, but as
1: Christians, sometimes we're waiting for a word from heaven to come, and so we never do anything. We want to be letters in the sky, or some prophet to come to our house and knock on the door and give us a word. Okay, now I know. Right? And we're waiting and waiting and waiting. But the word of God, it's full of messages saying, go, 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 go. And there was this famous musician in the 70s called Keith Green, He was a radical, and he said this. He said, you don't need a word to go to the nations. You need a word to not go to the nations. Because the Bible says it all, right? We read it, Matthew 28, Acts 1. The message is there. God's call is on all of us to make a difference.
0: And if your issue is you don't have any money, don't worry. No missionary has money anywhere. (laughs) We all trust God and he supplies abundantly every time. So the last thing,
1: the challenge was to pray, to go, and also to give. And there's many ways to give. Of course, we give in the offerings, the missions offering as we should. But we can also give our time and we can give our talents. And I want to talk about some of those talents.
0: Yeah, let's look at these pictures. Okay, so this is me, cooking. I learned how to cook. I used cooking to cook for refugees. Boom, you can cook and do missions. Next.
1: Or maybe you're good at construction. That's my son who built a house in one week you know? And so maybe God will use your skills in
0: carpentry. What if, next picture, you are a medical personnel, maybe you're a doctor or a nurse or a nurse practitioner. Why not go one week a year or two weeks a year to go on medical ships to do missions? There's 38 ships around the world that are floating hospitals, going to unreached people groups, doing cleft palate surgeries, dental surgeries, eye surgeries. Uh, You can even assist, even if you're not... you can't do the surgery. You can help and be there and teach. Or maybe you're like me. You're a musician. Or you like to dance. Or
1: you're an actor. You should be using performing arts for the Lord, right? And so you can
0: do that all over the world. People love it. That's right. If you lead worship in Asia, you're going to have like 100 kids like winning your autograph. Like It's, it's amazing. All right. Not that you do that, but you know, it's true. Okay, next. Uh, children's ministry. When you minister to children, the whole family comes to the Lord. The parents come and everybody comes to the Lord. Children's ministry is the most effective ministry, not just on the field, but here in this church. Because remember what I said, your mission field is the space between your two feet. Maybe you're not quite ready to go to children's ministry in Mexico. Why don't you start doing children's ministry here, here in this church? They always need people to serve and love on kids in the community. And then as you do that, when a team goes on mission, you can go along and you can help lead the children's ministry.
1: Now, some of you are accountants
0: or bookkeepers. Is there any people like that? You do
1: spreadsheets, right? You think, that's boring. I can't use that for missions. Well, you can. They
0: need help organizing every missionary base on earth. I can tell you. They need your help if you're good at doing that. Or maybe you just do something like make flowers, like Yan Cheng, and you think, I just make flowers. Well, 500 people got saved, so that ain't nothing. (laughs) These are all skills you can use for missions. And my heart,
1: I have four children. They're all grown now, they're all out of the house. My dream was to take all four of them Myself on a mission trip before they left high school and left home. And so this picture is in the Philippines in the slums. I'm talking the poorest of the poor. And my sons, uh, that's me on the left and my son next to me and the other son. And we did dramas in the slums and even in prisons to share the gospel. And so all four of my kids got to go on missions before they even graduated high school. Think about doing that with your family. It's an awesome dream.
0: We couldn't afford to take all four of our kids. But- we could take one so he would take one i would take one we would take two and we got them all out on the mission field and of course you know we should all be giving giving to
1: missions giving to ministry and um, giving to the gen z kids so they can go out and follow their dreams and use their gifts and talents as well
0: Because this church is doing amazing work with missions. You belong to an amazing church who's reaching the world. And so be a part of it in whatever way God calls you to. Amen? Amen. So the founder of Youth with a Mission had this vision of waves of young people going to every nation from every nation. And Juan wrote a song about this that he wants to play and sing with you as we close out. And as we uh, sing this song, I want you to ask the Lord... What are you telling me to do? And I'm going to challenge you to not wait. Tell somebody immediately today what the Lord told you. Share with somebody. I feel like the Lord might have told me this. Speak it outside. Don't keep it in. Speak it out and see what the Lord does. Amen.
1: We all stand together. This is just a moment to, to let the Holy Spirit sink in what the, the seeds that have been planted. Pour some water on the seeds, <laughs> because you've heard us, us talk a lot, but really, what matters is what the Holy Spirit says to your heart. And so, I'm going to teach you a song. Do you like to learn new songs? Yes. Oh, good. I, I'm in the right place. <laughs> um, oh, that's nice and loud. Too. So, I'm going to teach you the song and. As we sing this song, if the Lord is stirring you this morning, even a little bit to go on a short term mission trip or a, a long term, maybe a career in missions, we're going to ask you to come forward while we're singing the song because we're going to pray for you at the conclusion of the song. So that may be a step of faith. You may be, gosh, I don't know where to go or what to do or how to do it. It doesn't matter. If the Lord is stirring something, just take a step of faith and obedience to come and say, yes, Lord, whatever you want. like this. Let us Holy Spirit, you know what you're doing, Lord. You have a call for us. How would you use us to reach the nations? Do we pray? Do we send? Do we go? Reveal your heart to this church, Lord. Give us your passion for the lost. Speak, Holy Spirit. I'm your servant, I will listen. our fears he's got an answer to our bank accounts he knows he knows all of our needs he knows it's hard to get vacation time to even take a trip he knows we're busy with our families and with our marriage and our children and still he's got a call on our lives we're all called to missions to reach the least the last and the lost that's his heart to know him and make him known amen that's why we're here today. It's not just to give you a report and an update and to thank you, although we really do thank you. But most of all, I should say God is calling you. God is calling you. God is calling you. And you're not going to discover your gifts by searching. Gifts by serving. Serving right here in this house, in this church, serving your neighbor next door, serving in your school, serving in your job, serving in missions and on mission trips, or serving in the community and feeding the hungry. There's so many ways that God is calling us, but He's saying, start serving. Start putting your gifts into action. Your blessings aren't all for you, they're for somebody else. That includes your time includes your talent and includes your treasure it's not all for you it's not all just for your family it's for the least the last the lost the people jesus said it's the sick who need a doctor and who is he calling to be doctors to them he said greater works will you do even than jesus himself greater works will you do fountain of the living word church he's calling you You may not believe in yourself that you could do anything great, but he believes in you that you could do something great. And it doesn't even have to look big. It's just a yes, Lord. Everybody say, yes, Lord. Use me. Send me. I'm your servant. I'm ready. I'm nervous, but I fear the Lord. And I'm going to be obedient. Holy Spirit, whatever you tell me, I'm going to do it because I'm only here so long and I want my life to count for the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Tracy and I will be here after church and we'll be here to pray and talk. And if you have questions about missions and how to get involved with Youth at the Mission or lots of other great missions organizations, we want to help you make
3: that journey and be a bridge, amen? Amen.
1: God bless you. Thank you so much.